Welcome to Binge on Self-Love, a weekly podcast where we discuss everything about binge eating, procrastination, recovery, self-love and self-acceptance. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi, and every Tuesday I'll cover a topic related to binge eating, procrastination or self-acceptance. I'll share some of my experience and hopefully encourage you not to give up on the recovery. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more content on binge eating, self-love and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer. Binge on Self-Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide a professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. Hello everyone, it's Anshi here. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening to another episode of Binge on Self-Love podcast. I truly appreciate it. I appreciate that you're taking your time and you're listening to this. It means so much to me, so I would like to thank you for that at the very beginning of this episode. The topic that I would like to chat about today is something that I realize is really, really important. And it's something that we all do, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally. And it's something that I do almost every single day. I do have these moments when I'm like, I've really been doing this for all this time. It hurts me and it makes me more depressed. It makes me anxious. It makes me stressed. It makes me despise myself and see myself as less than someone else. What I'm talking about is comparison. We do have a tendency to judge ourselves according to someone else's character, appearance, their level of success, their level of happiness their level of popularity, wealth, where do they stand in their career, relationships and stuff like that. Seeing someone happy and in love, traveling the world, building something from scratch can be actually pretty inspiring and we may be like, hey, I want this too, I want to be as happy as this person that I see. But the problem is we hardly ever know if those people we see are actually happy and are in love and whether traveling the world leaves them exhausted. We don't see the amount of work they put into the process of building something from a scratch. What we see online is just a piece of their lives. It's an enhanced, thought-out version of themselves that they decided to share with the world. Whereas in the real world, in the offline world, we get to see more and no more of people we meet with talk with, work with, but still we hardly ever know the whole story. And we create a narrative about a certain person based on the information we do know and things we did notice. For example, your colleague, let's call her, I don't know, Holly, Uh, Your colleague Holly is really good at public speaking. So you think that she naturally must be very outgoing and popular and have lots of friends. So you you start to think, why can't I be more like Holly? 
And yes, I would say that seeing people working on themselves and improving their lives can be motivational and it can inspire you to become a better version of yourselves. But more often than not, by comparing ourselves to other people, we encounter feelings of envy, feelings of resentment, demotivation, anxiety, loneliness and even depression. I think deep down we all know it, but we tend to forget it. We forget the most important thing and that's comparing yourself to someone else is like comparing a fish with a telephone. It's inaccurate, it's weird and it's completely useless. Before we dive in today's episode, I would like to ask you one favor. If you enjoy Binge on self podcast, please share it with your friends, share it with your family members, share it with anyone who you think could find any topics that we cover helpful or beneficial in any way. I really think it's important to have these kinds of conversations. I really do enjoy making this podcast, so if more people would be able to listen to it, it would mean the world to me. So thank you for that. And now let's get into the episode. We all compare ourselves with each other. Self-comparison is something everyone has been guilty of. And it's also something that I believe, unfortunately, cannot be eliminated altogether. But we can definitely become more aware of situations when we compare ourselves to somebody else. And we can eventually make a choice not to do so, not to compare ourselves to somebody else. I'm going to quote a definition what social comparison is. The definition is from an article called Social Comparison on Social Networking Sites, published in Current Opinion in Psychology magazine. Like always, you will find all links to used sources in the show notes, so make sure to check them out. Uh, so now to the definition, quote, Social comparison refers to the tendency of using other people as sources of information to determine how we are doing relative to others, ability comparison, or how we should behave, think, and feel, opinion comparison, end quote. When doing a bit of research for this episode, most of the studies and articles I went through say pretty much the same thing. And that's comparison is necessary because it helps us to understand how we are actually doing in society in general, in our work life, in our academic life, etc. We basically evaluate how capable we are. But I think there is a very, very thin line between this sort of necessary comparison and between the ugly and painful and unnecessary self-comparison. And there is also a thin line between getting inspired by someone else's actions and by letting those actions affect you in a negative way and make you feel less than leading to destructive behavior. Oftentimes the comparisons we make are completely irrelevant, such as comparing our life to life of someone completely different, living on the other side of the world, in a different culture, with different goals and habits and everything. I must admit that this is something I do all the time. For example, I tend to compare myself with fitness influencers and I get upset that I don't look like them. And as you can see, this is completely irrelevant comparison because I am not a fitness person. Yes, I do like sport, I want to be more active, but 
I don't have the ambitions to become an athlete, nor do I live like one. So how the hell can I even compare myself to an actual athlete who does this for a living? Self-comparison is such a bad habit because we compare how smart we are, how attractive we are, how successful and wealthy and fit and loved and popular we are. And very often comparison creates this huge amount of pressure that we should be more like this person or that person. We get this belief that if we had what someone else's has, then we would be happier and smarter, more likable. I've read an article in Forbes by Katie Caprino called When Comparing Yourself to Others Turns Self-Destructive. And she mentioned one really interesting idea and I'll quote, Society trains us to compare ourselves using outer, socially constructed measures of success and worthiness, including beauty, age, weight, money, social status, marital status, etc. End quote. So when you think about it, we believe that these things are what matters and that we need to be more like person A in this area and more like person B in that area and achieve this in order to be happier. When you think about it, these measures are just honestly bullshit. If marriage was a surefire way to reach the ultimate happiness, then everyone would be married. If money were the only thing that matters, then all people would choose money over fulfillment anytime. This only shows that even though we have a lot in common, we are all humans, we have the same basic needs, obviously, but above that, we are all different and unique and things have different values for us. For example, marriage can be very, very important to me, but it may not be that important to you, whereas... I don't know, education may be important to you, but it may not be that important to someone else and stuff like that. And we compare ourselves with others both in the offline world as well as the online world. I think in the offline world, we compare ourselves more with people who we either feel are somewhat similar to us or that we know in person. It may be your colleague at work, it may be your classmate, but maybe even your family member, your friend, maybe even your partner. And I think it's really easy to get caught up in that. We can compare and kind of compete even with our friends or with our colleagues that we really like. And we may be wondering why they are performing better than we are or why are our friends more successful than we are. On the other hand, the online comparison is another story. I feel like social media took comparison to a whole new level. I just realized that I mentioned social media literally in every single episode and I don't want to portray social media as something evil, but at the same time social media is such a huge part of our everyday lives that it's impossible to talk about comparison without mentioning social media. At the end of the day we can't blame everything on social media because social media are made by us, people who use them. The problem with social media and self-comparison is that on social media you can become literally anyone. You get to choose what you want people to see. You build your online presence. You can portray yourself the way you want to be seen. You can block people from sharing opinions you don't want to hear. 
the article in the current opinion in psychology that I mentioned earlier says that on social media almost everyone is better than we are because people share only the best of the best. We share our enhanced version. We take hundreds of selfies and then we choose which one we want to post. We choose what story do we assign to that post and we retouch our photos sometimes to a point that we're almost unrecognizable. And so we then go and open social media and we see these picture perfect people and we start to doubt. What's wrong with me? Why don't I look like them? Why isn't my skin always flawless? Why my hair and makeup aren't as beautiful all the time? And why am I not that productive and always positive and always happy? I must confess that probably 90% of the time that I spend by self-comparison is comparing myself with people on the internet. And I can get caught up in the loop very easily and I get into a really bad mindset. And a recent study called Social Comparison, Social Media and Self-Esteem in Psychology of Popular Media Culture suggests that when we compare ourselves to someone else, we actually compare the offline version of ourselves, aka the real raw version, with the picture-perfect version of somebody else. And I feel like we also kind of believe that other people are happier than we are, even though we don't know them and even though we don't know the whole story, we don't know what they're going through. We know just a tiny little part of the story that they decided to share. The number one thing that, in my opinion, plays a huge part in the self-comparison habit is that we're thought from the very young age to compare and to compete with one another. Whether that's in school when we are marked for how good or how bad we performed or whether that's parents who compare their child to someone else's child. And this sets the feeling that you are not good enough. I feel like we are thought that comparing yourself to someone else is normal and that it's something you should be doing because everybody else is doing it. I think it's essential that we focus on encouraging ourselves, our friends, other people to embrace their uniqueness. Let them know that they don't have to be like someone else. Let them know that who they are is good enough and if they ever want to compare with someone, it should always be with the past version of themselves. The social comparison on social networking sites article that I mentioned earlier also suggests that our state of mind also plays a huge role in how social media affects us. It says that people with low self-esteem, people with signs of depression, people who feel lonely may actually feel worse when comparing themselves on social media. It also says that it matters whether people are active on social media and they engage with people and create content or whether we just consume the content on social media, meaning we scroll through our feeds, we follow our friends, we follow different people, but we don't contribute and we don't engage with them, which according to the study may lead to people feeling more envy of others. And last but not least, according to the study, self-comparison through social media leads to worse well-being. But on the other hand, the study also suggests that it matters what exactly we compare on social media. What I see as a huge problem when it comes to 
comparing ourselves on social media is that the more depressed and lonely and envious and shit we feel, the more things we may start to dislike about ourselves and the more things we may want to change. It's really scary because comparison makes us feel so insecure because we compare someone else's best moments to our weaknesses and to our worst moments. And I think comparison is what makes everything that brings us any kind of joy suck. You can be super invested in something. It can make you fulfilled and happy. But the moment you start to compare what you're doing, how fast or slow you're progressing, how much money you make out of it, and all those things with someone else doing the same thing or similar thing, it's when I feel it starts to suck. And what initially made you happy will now make you feel envy and anxious and demotivated. And to me, comparison is not just a thief of joy, but I feel like it's a thief of everything. As I said, it makes everything good suck. It's a thief of feeling happy, feeling fulfilled by doing what you're doing. It's a thief of feeling good about yourself and feeling good in your own skin. But the problem isn't always just about comparing to someone who makes us feel like a complete loser. Sometimes, on the contrary, we compare with people who we feel are doing worse in life. Who we feel are less successful, less happy, less likable than we are. According to Festinger's social comparison theory, this is called downward comparison. I must admit, I've definitely done that in the past. Whenever I felt miserable about myself, I would compare to people who I thought were doing worse than me. By comparing myself to those people, I thought it would make me feel better, but in reality, it only made me more of a loser. And more often than not, we get caught up in working towards something, trying to achieve something that we don't even necessarily want but it's something that we saw that other people we compare ourselves to want or have or strive for so we start to think that in order to be where they are we need to do the same and with a little bit of exaggeration we follow people on the instagram on facebook on tiktok or whatever and we choose to follow their lives follow their journey And if we become too focused on their journey, we may end up losing our own. The more we focus on what other people are better at or worse at, the less time and energy and effort we'll be able to put into becoming the best version of ourselves. In 1954, a psychologist Leon Festinger defined social comparison theory in which he describes that humans have a need for comparison in order to evaluate ourselves. And he says that to be able to see how we stand, we need to compare with other people. In the social comparison theory, he also suggests that we are likely to compare ourselves to people who are relevant to us and who are at a similar level. And you will find a link to this theory in the show notes. I feel like I personally have a tendency to compare myself to people who are relevant to me in terms of what I'm interested in, whether that's marketing, working out, entrepreneurship, 
and stuff like that. But I compare myself to people who are on another level, like way another level, because I feel like that's where I would like to be. So I need to compare myself with those people. As some of you may already know, if you've listened to some of my previous episodes, I have been struggling with eating disorders and with procrastination. And again, I've compared myself to fitness influencers on the internet. But even people around me who work out and look great and healthy. Simultaneously, I feel like everyone around me is the most productive person in the world. Reaching one goal after another while I'm here and I struggle to write a blog post. Now it's time for that question. If we want to break the self-comparison habit and adopt a better mindset, what can we do? I think there is so much we can do and oftentimes those things are much easier than it may initially seem. This is something that I definitely need to work on so I'm not going to say that here are my top five tips that you can do and that will change everything for better because that wouldn't be true. But not comparing myself to other people is something I am trying to work on and I try to incorporate some of the things that I will mention into my life to break from the self-comparison habit. Number one is to remember that you always know just part of the story. When we see someone on social media or even if we know someone personally, most of the time we know only a little part of their story. We don't know what struggles they go through, how they feel, we don't know the journey that led them to where they are now. It's easy to get an impression that those people lead a carefree life and that they're happy all the time and that they don't have any problems. Another thing that I try to be more mindful of is to consume less and create more. I've noticed that the more time I spend on social media, on YouTube, the less happy I feel about my own life and then the worse I feel the more time I spend on social media. So this is, it creates this weird cycle because A, it helps me to escape from feeling so bad about myself and B, it gives me this false feeling of, I don't know, satisfaction because I sort of live my life through other people. I know it sounds stupid, But I want to be honest and maybe this is something that some of you experience as well. But from my experience, if I spend more time creating and giving to this world, the happier I usually feel. For example, I spend most of this weekend, I'm recording this podcast on Sunday, I spend most part of this weekend on social media and watching YouTube. And I felt so miserable before I started to record this podcast. But once I started and once I got into the episode, I honestly feel so much better because I am actually creating something. I, I'm putting my honest effort and everything that I have into something. And it feels so much better than just sit three hours watching YouTube and consume the content. And the best part is when you're at that moment, when you're present and you're doing something, most of the time you don't actually care that someone else could do it 10 times better because you feel good, you enjoy it. A tip number three that I would like to share with you is going to sound extremely cringy and that's self-reflection is important, but you should always look at yourself in the mirror. 
With everything that I covered today, I'm not trying to imply that you should be completely ignorant of everything and everyone, and then you should never ever work on yourself. I think it's important to improve and to work on yourself, but you should always compare your progress to your past self. And you don't need to go like 10 years back and compare everything you've done 10 years ago with everything you're doing now. Every single day we get a chance to be better than we were yesterday. And again, it sounds so cringy, but it's true. Every day we can choose to do something differently than we did the day prior. If you need to compare to someone, always compare yourself to yourself. A tip number four is to embrace your uniqueness. Try to focus more on what you can actually bring to this world and less on what other people bring to the world. You were born the way you are for a reason. And trust me when I say this, because I spent most of my life hating almost every single thing about me. And only recently I realized that I could very well spend my life hating who I am and ruminating why I'm not more like this person or that person. Or I can work on the relationship that I have with myself. And I can accept that I look the way I look and I think the way I think and that I am who I am. And even though I want and need to improve and I can change some things about me, the core of who I am will never change. I think we should be more celebratory of being ourselves, being unique and bringing to the world parts of you that makes you who you are. And we should be proud of who we are. We all have something that we feel like we need to change about ourselves. I think that's perfectly fine, but we shouldn't feel pressured to change because someone else is doing it better. Tip number five is that if social media make you doubt yourself, then it could be a great time to take a break. And I mean it for real. If you notice that you feel worse after you spend some time on social media, then just take a few days off and see how you feel. Whenever I take a break from social media, I feel so much more present and I focus on things that I usually procrastinate on. Once again, I remind myself that there are more important things in life than how you do compared to someone else. Last but not least, the most important thing is to be grateful. When we spend time comparing ourselves to others, we often feel like we need more. We need more success, we need more money, we need more love, we need more possessions, more people around us. And we may quite well overlook what we already have. I didn't fully appreciate what I have because I was too focused on what else I could have or should have and on things that I would like to have and on things that I didn't have so many times. This is a really bad mindset because it doesn't get you anywhere. Think about all the people you have in your life, about the experiences that you have and things you like about yourself. I know that especially in the middle of the current pandemic, it's super hard to focus on the positive and find something that we should be grateful for. But I want to believe that this is something we will get through and that there still are so many things that we should be grateful for. So that's all I have for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I think this episode will be longer than usual. So I apologize for that. But this topic really resonated with me. And it's something that I really 
want to keep talking about because it is just so important but it's super easy to forget that we can choose not to compare ourselves to other people. I truly appreciate your support and I really enjoy making this podcast and I hope that at least one of you will feel less alone in whatever you're currently going through whether it's recovery, getting started, trying to change something in your life, building a better relationship with yourself. You're not alone in this. If you have any episode suggestions, please feel free to send me an email at anci at bingeonselflove.com or DM me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. And I want to end today's episode with one really beautiful quote that I came across in an article in Farnham Street called The Danger of Comparing Yourself to Others. I Again, I leave a link in the show notes. And this quote really resonated with me. It says, and I'll quote, There is one thing that you are better at than other people. Being you. Thank you so much for taking your time and for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes. You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination, and self-love at bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Talk to you soon. Bye!